0: Turn your volume to 11 for the Listen Money Matters Podcast, making money talk listenable. For more information, visit listenmoneymatters.com. And now, here are your hosts, Matt and Andrew. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Listen Money Matters Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Andrew. Andrew, say hello to everybody. Say hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> How y'all doing? Anyway, to get things started, right off the bat, we're going to talk about getting over the fear of investing because I'll tell you what, I'm scared shitless of it, personally. It's I don't, understandable. Is they it? They have a lot of movies where everyone loses like all their shit. And Speaking of movies, I just fucking saw... I need. I did need to add that gratuitous curse word in there, but I just saw <laughs> The Fuck, Wolf dude, of You're going to curse like that? Yeah, right? <laughs> I just saw The Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> the, wall, the Wolf. <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street. You know what I'm talking about? You know what movie I'm talking the about,
1: The Little right? Doggy of Wall Street. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm talking about? Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, yeah. All right.
1: I hear it's like The Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, actually, he's in both of them. He is so in both like, of it's them. It's like the same movie, just renamed. <laughs> it's
0: um, not like that. At all. It's basically about a dude who and he's still around and like he got a lot of shit for it because this is a guy who started out in the stock market and started selling shitty stocks to people, penny stocks. Mm -hmm. Right. And like basically stealing like suckers money. And he made a shit ton of money from it, like ridiculous amounts of money. And in the entire movie, this dude is running around smoking crack, doing quaaludes, doing coke, getting hookers, going to Vegas, just like he like. There's a scene where they're in, like they they're all flying to Vegas on a plane. I don't know, I want to give everything away, but like it's just in slow motion, like just everybody's just fucking a hooker and doing blow off their like tits, and it's just like it's just <laughs> it's the most like like it makes you want to punch like every wall street person in the face right and it also scares the shit out of me because i'm like is this what stockbrokers do like is this like and is this their life and i found out that they showed they screened this movie for a bunch of stockbrokers and the whole time they're cheering and that's like <laughs> not and like even like leonardo dicaprio was like That's not what this movie is supposed to, like... That's not the emotion you're supposed to get from this movie. This movie is supposed to make you fucking hate, like, just teeth-grinding hate these guys. And that's how I, I, I came away from it. Like, how can this guy be such a pompous dick that he's doing this? Like, he's literally a bad guy, and yet he doesn't see it that way. He's just a filthy, rich asshole. And, you know, it just reminds me of people like Madoff and these, like... Villains And I, it, it vilifies Wall Street. And that's what scares me. And I know it's a movie, but it happened. You know what I mean? It's like there's no denying <laughs> that happened. The guy's in jail. Uh, or, and then he got out of jail in 21 months. So he served, like, nothing. And now he tours the country doing public speaking. And he makes money and he has two books. One of them was The Wolf of Wall Street. And one of them is called Catching the Wolf of Wall Street. So he wrote two books about himself. One got made into a fucking movie by Martin Scorsese, of all people. And apparently, he's, like, not collecting money from it. Like, it's going – most of the money that he, like – his rights are going to, like, the government to pay, like, the victims of all the shit that he did. From what I read. Really? Yeah, that's what I hear. Huh. So, this kind of shit, like, just, like, this stigma and this whole, like, Occupy Wall Street movement and the 99% movement thingy, the whole, you know, the whole stigma of how Wall Street sucks. I I don't – why should I trust my money – To this, to the stock market.
1: So uh, one, like uh, a lot of these like brokers, like the, like the actual people, you know, they, they call, they cold call people. They try to get them to sign up. Like I'm not suggesting that you will be letting some person be in charge of your money Mm -hmm. beyond you. I I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't, you know, I, I don't think that no one will care more about your money than you. You can't expect them to care about your money. They're having your money because it's going
0: to be a piece of their bonus. Right? Um, but if you don't know what you're doing, you have to try. You- well, so
1: here's the thing. So so we're going to get into, we'll get into that in like a second. Okay. Um, because you don't really need to know like, it's not like you have to like have the stock market memorized and whatever. It's, it's really like there's tried and true, very basic strategies that get you good, you know, returns. They're not like twenty percent, but mm-hmm. no one really gets that. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is, um, we're not going to try and like beat the market. You know, like like those that twenty percent return. Like the, the traders, they're buying and selling every day. They're reading all the news, whatever. If we try and compete with these guys, we're going to lose. And that's where a lot of people lose their money. Throw all their money into a penny stock, into one thing, hoping it's going to go up, and then it goes down or whatever. We're not even gonna go there. So,
0: uh, yeah. But I've known people who have lost money. I mean, everyone seems. I've never heard of like. A, a, I've not. I don't. Well, besides you, maybe. See, I've never heard of a person like. yeah, I put money into Tesla, and I made like a shit ton of money, and like I'm so rich now. Like it's not. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Like, and I feel like. You know, no one's put money into a penny stock that I'm aware of, and, and we just okay. To so
1: here's the thing like I mean you you know me now for a decent amount of time Mm -hmm. like my day job involves me analyzing data like lots and lots of data Uh, and if you want to invest in a specific company um, it involves analyzing a lot a lot of data right and I, I, I like doing that so you know whether it's going through their financial numbers or reading all the news and learning about the company I enjoy that so and I've actually done really well on Tesla so far. I put in like, uh, I think it was like 10 Gs a few months ago. I'm already up 3 Gs. You know, and Tesla may tank and go bankrupt next week, and I could never have predicted that. And I'm not saying that you should invest in Tesla. Really, really, what I think you should do is you should invest in, you know, market index funds that are just kind of generic large swaths of of like... Sectors or just the economy as a whole. So like if you invested in like something like the S&P 500, you're basically investing in the US economy, right? And, and what
0: is the S&P 500?
1: It's like uh, the top 500. Um, I think it's a, the top 500. It's basically 500 companies on
0: uh, – My brother yeah. just walked in the door. That's what he heard. <laughs>
1: no it's it's basically a grouping of five hundred companies uh chosen um, just as like a, a representation of the market like okay. the Dow Jones is like a bunch of companies that's a representation of the market
0: okay so you're so it's not but still I know guys who have had um like a 401 k that they've been mm-hmm. putting into and then we had that you know the two thousand eight economic Shitstorm! everybody everyone's equities dropped in 2008
1: all of them like there maybe there maybe there was like one that didn't drop but it's like highly i i doubt it Mm -hmm. pretty much everything dropped Mm -hmm. and then like the point of that article that i just released like you know be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful is when everyone is flipping a shit the world's gonna end Mm -hmm. you have to realize one the world's not gonna end Two, like if the world did end, what fucking difference does it make? Because you're going to be dead. Right, sure. Right, you know, and uh, unless you direly need that money, and the point with the investing is to not put all your money in the market so that you need to tap it to survive, right? When the market crashes, you let it ride because you know what? Then you come up, you know, five years later to 2013 when the market's up 30-something percent and we're at record highs, Right? right now, right? Yeah. So if you invested at the peak in September 2008 and you did not sell anything today, you would have made a profit off of the last peak. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, and, and to even like, go further on that is when everyone's flipping out and it crashes and people are jumping out of windows, that's when you buy. Or you just stay the course and just well, continue. Yeah. I mean, you buy. stay the course. Yeah. And, and, like the the other thing is like, you know, where we're not competing with these traders is like, look, you could have the greatest foresight and you could see two thousand and eight and September September two thousand eight coming and you could wait till after the crash and then you could buy and you could be like the hero of the market, right? People will write stories and movies on you. Mm-hmm. Or you could do something like we talked about in the post, you know, uh or like a an extension on dollar cost averaging where you just always put a certain amount in the market every month. Right. And what we know is when you pull the market out over a long period of time, it averages about 7% return. That
0: includes the booms, that includes the busts. But how long and, is that period of time? Like so, and, and what's the point? Like uh, I guess my question is why should I st- stash away 10% or 20% of my earnings into the stock market like what, if I can't use it what's the fuck's the point like what if i get hit by a bus tomorrow
1: so okay
0: like and what when if, do you What take... if you got
1: hit by a bus tomorrow well, but it, it didn't kill you okay but but it did, didn't kill you and for the the low low sum of $100,000 you can have two new perfectly working human legs grafted back onto your body to replace your crumpled not working ones
0: because i've been saving and well i mean like it's time. like if you had
1: the money and it was possible like of course you would do it right, right. i mean the 100 percent chance of success like the, the the point of having this money beyond just spending it all right just mm-hmm. to have savings in general is for those emergencies and for the dream of the day where you don't work for the men,
0: right but most people do these long-term retirement 401k jobs and what have you and then they get that money when they're 65 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, at 65, what the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say that. Like, I know people who are 65 <laughs> are like, fuck you. I'm going to do a lot of shit. <laughs> you know? Uh, and then, and I mean, I'm 30 years old now, right? So, like, my life's pretty much halfway over. Um, I mean, if I assume I'm dying at 60. Dude, what, was the thought. 12-year-old Matt even fathoming what the 30-year-old Matt was? would want or be like or even caring about the 30-year-old man. Right. That's why I didn't start investing when I was 12 years old.
1: Uh, Well, also the point is, is why did you just jump off a bridge or do some stupid shit? I mean, you wanted to survive, and you knew there was going to be a future. And I guess the thought is, like, you want the next week or whatever to be better than this week, and you want to work less hard for some stupid guy, do more shit yourself,
0: Mm -hmm. take vacations. Well, okay, so to go on, like – the fearful, fearful end of things. I am afraid of pretty much everything, like, just in general. Like, I'm afraid, like, of the dark and, like, of planes and of, like, bigger dogs and, like, just <laughs> just general things, right? You're the biggest dog, man. Yeah, like, the, the biggest dog ever. You know, other dogs I like. Um, no, but, like, I am one of those guys who... Watches like the Daily Show or whatever, and I'm like just angry. Or my I'll go to my parents' house, and they'll have the like the local news on or whatever, and I'm just sitting there like grunting my teeth, just like so fucking angry. Like w- like this country sucks. Like why are we do? Why do I even live here? Like why <laughs> should I trust anyone in power? Because they're all fucking crooks, right? They're all assholes, right? And you know you want you I start to become this cynical. Um guy, and i and the cynicism is sort of like,' all right, well, you know why am I gonna fucking put my money in the, into a system that I feel is broken and I feel is gonna fuck me in the end not not i mean not literally but like figuratively, right, so how do uh, I get over that fear that fear of like i don't like I don't even trust i don't know, like I just don't fucking trust our own economy and do i have any reason not to
1: okay so there are a lot of people who uh say that by the time that people our age retire mm-hmm. there will be no social security right they
0: do say now, that. yes
1: there there might be people our age who think that there will be no so i i don't i'm not i'm very skeptical that there'll be social security when we retire
0: i'm assuming and there is going to be none
1: Right. So there is going to be none. And say say you, I mean, if you went on record and he's like, I'm Matt Givinese mm-hmm. and I know for a fact or, or just I, I don't believe in Social Security won't exist. So so you say that, fast forward 30-something years and say Social Security does exist. Now, you are entitled to a check from Social Security now, let me ask you, like, even though you said, like, it's not going to exist, you don't believe in it, you hate the government, whatever, will you still take that money? Of course. Yeah, of course, right? Because, like, uh, why the fuck not? And so the, it goes to say with the stock market, you know, there are bad apples, there are assholes who are out there to steal your money, and that's everywhere. That's in the auto industry in the pool industry whatever there are people who are going to fuck you
0: right, right? but there's
1: one thing and you know like the sun comes up and the sun goes down since the market has existed it's done on average 7% a year when you average out the boom and the busts since our economy or since our country's existed um companies have grown, we've made more money, the United States continues to grow in value. I don't see that as something that will change dramatically in the short term. And so, you know, whether or not you believe in the stock market or you think it's just a tool for the uber wealthy to fuck us, um being a not uber wealthy person, why don't you get a piece of the action because it's available to you, right? You could you could um Picket the stock market and, and refuse to participate, and then
0: really the joke's on you in the end. So, you mean like all those people that are occupying Wall Street, quote unquote, probably don't have any money in the stock market because otherwise they wouldn't have to sleep out in the street? So, they're occupying Wall Street.
1: Wall Street is like,
0: um, are they still doing uh, that by the way?
1: Uh, actually, I don't know, okay. I don't know, but I don't th- know if not- you drove by it or anything. Look, part of it is Wall Street, but a lot of it is is the income inequality. They're mm-hmm. not saying that the stock market is rigged. You know, maybe some of the people who are who are not as educated, but I mean, the stock market is not rigged. And even these companies with billions and billions of dollars, like Goldman Sachs, who invest in the stock market, can't control it. They don't have enough money. Like there's so much money in the stock market. No, like it cannot be controlled. Like no one, no one entity, the United States itself, the United States itself doesn't have enough money. So when you have this thing that is like completely organic, right. Mm-hmm. And is all the money and all the, like the whole world investing in different things and moving around all the time. Um, it, there's, there's no person stealing your money. Like it it, it doesn't. If you give your money to some, to a Madoff or to a broker, and you entrust that person, Mm -hmm. it is possible that that single person may fuck you and take all your money or lose all your money. Maybe they didn't even mean to, you know. But um, when you do, there's no reason for you ever try and be that competitive. Seven percent is more than enough. Don't be greedy,
0: basically. 7% 7% returns.
1: Yeah. The people who go with made the reason people went with Madoff is because he had ridiculous returns year after year after year. That he was even fudging. Through, whoop, they, the market would lose like 50% and he'd be up like 20%. And he was fudging I mean? those numbers. Yeah. And, and so now we know he's fudging those numbers. But the people who went with him didn't do their research. They didn't like look into his investments to see whatever. And they were really fucking greedy. First of all, and you had to actually be really wealthy to even put your money in there, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they deserve to lose their money. Because you know? they were greedy. Yeah, because look, and, and really,
0: as long as you could avoid being greedy, I think you'll be fine. Okay. So when you, when you talk about like, investing in the S&P 500 um, and doing these t- types of investments, how does one go about that? I mean, I, 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 you know, I feel like I've asked this question a billion times, and, and I keep saying that I'm going to start a Betterment account, and, I feel like, in, and and here's my other thing: I feel like in order to start a Betterment account, I need to like put a big lump sum of money in to get it started, but that's really not what I have to do.
1: Yeah. So we we'd actually had like an off the air talk about this, and uh-huh. like I'm kind of trying to take it upon myself to help you like plan for the future. And, sure. and you can pick and choose to go into the S and P 500 or, or, whatever. And, um, these things are market averages. And, and, uh, like if you put your money into like the Dow or the S and P 500, like you will do fine. You'll do fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you will go up and down as the market goes up and down. But if you buy and hold, like you'll do, you'll be fine. Okay. um, the, the reason for something like Betterment and the reason why uh, I'm, I've become like a huge fan of it, you know, I liked it, it was good, I put my money in, now I'm a huge fan, is because they automatically diversify your money. Um, they're constantly buying and selling in these things that are completely transparent to you and are basically these market averages, you know, so you have your S and P five hundred type thing, and then you have your general bond tracker type thing. So they're they're not investing in individual things; they're investing in like economy wide type things. And uh, it is so much cheaper for you as an investor to be with Betterment than on your own, because every time you contribute, and and we showed this with the the latest Betterment update. So. I, I think that you should throw in money every month and just forever throw in money every month and you'll be fine. And the thing is every month that would cost you like seven ninety nine with a brokerage. Mm-hmm. But uh, over the course of five and a half months when I had the Betterment experiment, my cost from Betterment was a dollar and something cents. And I invested once every month and they rebalanced it. It's because like it's economies
0: of scale. Right. And- you're saying, and well, all right. So, what if you don't go with betterment? What if you go and you, because like, just, you're just basically talking about saving money in general. Like you're saying, you know, when you get a paycheck or you get paid some whatever, you get paid, you get income. You're supposed to take a certain percentage of that income, and what they and how they say it is "pay yourself 1st quote unquote. Mm. And by we're not necessarily saying go buy a fucking a, couple, a bag of tube socks, they're saying pay yourself first, as in put money into uh, some sort of savings account. Okay. Again, quote unquote. Because a savings account can either be a savings account like uh, ING Direct, Ally, which is what I have, or just what your local bank. And that has returns, but they're super low. They're like one, they're less than 1%.
1: They're, yeah, they're a fractional and
0: <laughs> And I don't know why that is. I mean maybe you do, I don't know. But they're just low. But instead of say stashing money into a savings account, which is something you can easily like withdraw and deposit, like it's just not because they're really not making much money into it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um so and so maybe you do uh, and here, and I and I think like I have a um, an emergency fund. It's got about 2 grand in it, right? right. And I'm making one I think it's like 0.9% through Ally Bank. All right, and I think I'm just gonna cap it off at two grand. I'm just like that's done, and just gonna leave it there for as long as I need it, and then I'll replenish it if I ever have to tap into it, right? Mm -hmm. But that's just gonna sit there, and I'm never gonna invest it. It's just gonna be like it's it's quick money that I can access in case of an emergency, right? Right. But then now that I have it at now that I have that done, and it's like I've made that that you know comfort betting whatever the hell, Mm. um. I'm going to instead instead I was putting away fifty dollars every two weeks for the past year. I think that's how I ended up. And I you know whenever I got any extra money, I threw it in there. Right. Okay. So now I have essentially a hundred dollars a month to put. Still do because I still want to put aside money. And that's not a full ten percent. That's just that's like pretty conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, putting that hundred dollars a month into something that's going to grow more than point nine percent, something that's going to grow what you said like seven percent, which is you know, oh. either in a brokerage account and buy index funds or mutual funds. Let me funds. let me give you a comparison. Okay, so, please. Because okay. I didn't because I'm just hoping I'm getting somewhere with that. So so let's let's have like a um a
1: mythical scenario. Okay. Let's say you have a base of, of twenty G's,
0: right? What does that mean? I just I have so, twenty G's.
1: So you have twenty thousand dollars. A base of twenty thousand dollars and um, you know, as someone who's thirty, mm-hmm. right? And you're an invest at twenty thousand dollars and every year from now and until you're 60, you're just going to invest five thousand dollars in the market. So over the course of 12 months, only invest five thousand okay, dollars. Right.
0: So five thousand a year.
1: Right. Okay. So you start with 20, five thousand a year, by the end, when you're 60, you'll have invested one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. OK Right? Of like principle. However, If you did this in the stock market where you started with 20 G's and you had five G's every year, instead of 170, um, at 60, you would have a million dollars. So because of of the 7% growth Uh exponential on top of itself over the course of 30 years, 30 years being a very long time, Mm -hmm. and if you kept it in your bank account – you would, you would have like marginally more than what you put in because the, the interest rate is so low. Um, I mean, it, it's it's laughably low. It, it's laughably low. It's not even 1%. So, uh, you know, you could be fearful and poo-poo everyone who's investing in the stock market because it's evil, whatever, and then you could save your whole life and then have 170 Gs, And guess what? You're not taking your grandkids to Disneyland.
0: Is there any fear I should have that in those 30 years, at the end of those 30 years, I become 60 years old. I've done this whole thing where I'm Mm. putting $5,000 a a year away. Uh, Should I be fearful that in those 30 years, like there's nothing there for me to take out? No. Why? Why? Um, Like what happens if like, I don't know. Like we have another major 2008 crash and that's the fucking day I turned 60. Uh, so
1: between now and, and in 30 years, we'll probably have three or more of those. Okay. Realistically. I mean, I think they say it happens like every eight eight years. Eight, 16, 24. Yeah, so we'll have like three to four, right?
0: Yeah, but not and as bad as this one was.
1: No, nah, there's plenty of bad ones. If you look at the peak of where it was in 2000 to where it went down to, that was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Although the thing was the economy the economy wasn't in such bad shape. The Great Depression was bad. I mean, there's like tons of crashes and they're, you know, whatever.
0: Um, well, they call it the Great Depression for a reason because it was the fucking worst, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they, this could be more. I mean,
1: it was just whatever it's called. It was pretty bad, yeah. you know. But um maybe it was a great depression because they didn't have iPhones, maybe <laughs> i I, th- I think like the thing is, um, if you're investing in the stock market, like the s and p 500, and between now and when you turn sixty, if something truly terrible happens and crashes, you know. Everything that comprises the, the, the 500 companies that comprise S&P 500 or if you're in betterment, like if the U.S. economy crashes as a whole, mm-hmm. you as a person living in the United States with everything of value in your whole life in dollars, you're so fucked. The last thing you're – the market, stock market doesn't even exist anymore, right? And the oil is traded throughout the whole world in dollars, China pegs their currency against the dollar. I just went to Panama. You know what they use to buy and sell things in the store? Dollars. They don't even have their own fucking currency. They use dollars. Like if something happens in this country, there is so much more that you could be, should be concerned about. Like what are you going to eat and will there be clean water than if your investments are going to nothing?
0: Hmm. So it, it's, it's a very plus everyone emotional fear. Plus, everyone else is in the same boat. Everyone else exactly. is exactly.
1: In- everyone else in the same boat. All first of all, all the companies are gone. So where are you going to even buy shit from? Because right. they're not going to exist. All everyone, it's
0: it it's me. like <laughs> um, it scares the shit out of
1: me. <laughs> you know, you know, it, it's like um, you know what it's like. It's like when you're in an airplane. Oh God! And you being fearful that the airplane will crash. Well. Guess what, dude? You're in the fucking airplane. So if it crashes or not, it's completely out of your hands. So, like, why are you even thinking about it? I mean, you couldn't, you can worry about it, right? You'll give yourself an ulcer. Maybe you'll give yourself, like, a hemorrhoid or something. I don't know. (laughs) But the thing is, like, you're in the plane. So now, like, you're, you just hope the pilot, like, took enough cocaine and can stay awake or something. (laughs) Right.
0: Right. So. You're right, I mean, yeah, and if you were, if if I was, like, if I had a crippling fear, I don't have a crippling fear of airplanes, like, I can get on one and successfully, like, travel across the country, but I I still don't like them, because the, and here's what it is, and this is, this is, like, a personal fear, like, the idea of flying through the air in a metal tube.
1: While you're sitting.
0: Yeah, blows my (laughs) fucking mind, like, just, like, I can't believe that. Like, because I, I watch, like, old television or, like, old, like, movies, and I'm, like, I'm watching these people, and I'm, like, they didn't even have a planes back then. Like, those people don't even realize what's going to happen to them in the next, like, 20 years. Like, they're going to see people flying through the air. And imagine, like, if you were, like, born in 1920 and, like, took a time machine to now, <laughs> your face would melt because you're, you like... you think we were all witches or something. Yeah, you're, like, people are flying through the air. So, like, yeah, um... If you are afraid of airplanes to the crippling aspect, meaning you can't physically bring yourself to do it, then guess what? You're stuck traveling in Exactly. Like, you want to go to
1: Cali, it's gonna take you like three days. It's gonna
0: take you three days or and it if you take, you take it- Amtrak, it might take you twenty days. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, and then you know what? You know who loses in that scenario? You. Yeah. The person who decided to be fearful of something that isn't necessarily something that should be feared. And again, this is coming i'm saying this understanding that i have this irrational fear of planes and the stock market like i get it right um still though like to me it's such a it's so big it's like you know the stock market is like massive same with like the idea of air travel it's just a massive idea and i can't wrap my head around that and because i can't wrap my head around it i'm fearful of it you know so i think um the fear for me comes from not knowing it's just a, a fear of you know it's the same reason every time i get on a plane i usually have to read like a book on how planes work before i get on a plane I, it actually does help like i go and they say this is what turbulence is the turbulence is like these wind currents that come through and it doesn't mean the plane's going to shake and fall apart and not and turbulence doesn't really bother me too much it's just it's just the whole fact of being in the air um yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's a lack of education, which the, le- and that's another reason why, you know, you hear, and you never hear the positives, you never hear the positive stories, right? You only hear, which is why I hate the news. Because you know I- what?
1: Like plane land successfully in LaGuardia airport is not a news story. No. Because it happens like hundreds of times a day. Right. But there's like two airplane crashes a year and like people die and if you get cameras on that stuff, like people will
0: tune in. Yep. And you know what? Like, um, which is why I hate Jennifer cannabis.
1: convertibles will advertise to that shit. So. Yeah. And
0: you know what? I, I, that is the reason I despise. I don't watch, I like, I refuse to watch the news because it's just a half hour of really depressing reality television. And it's never anything good. It's, it's like that one, you know, uh, you know, cat parade in the town at the very, like, that last, like, human interest piece at the end. Or, like, you know, a lady learned to walk after being crippled for 18 years. And you're like, oh, that's great. But that happens for, like, a minute at the very last, like, tail end of the news when you've already tuned out and you've seen every goddamn Cialis commercial you can see during that time. It's just, to <laughs> me, it's just the most frustrating thing. And, like, I to give you an example again of fear, I was at my parents' house on Sunday – And they put on, like, World News Tonight, ABC World News Tonight. And, you know, Syria, fucking stock market, fucking – and then, like, spattered with Cialis and heart medications and just basically medication commercials throughout the whole thing. (laughs) But then he was like, oh, a pilot had a heart attack on an airplane. And, like, I'm like, Jesus, I don't want to hear that shit because that's never going to make – I'll never fly again. Well, that's why there's two pilots – (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I get that. And, that, and they were and everything was fine. And then, mili- and there was a guy on the plane who like knew how to fly an airplane because he was in the military, like as a pilot. And he was like, "Oh, I'll help." Like, "Oh, okay, good for those people." <laughs> like, they had <laughs> thank God there was a military guy who was like a pilot, but like, and there was like three nurses and like a doctor on the air on the aircraft. So it was like the guy was like fine, and it's a benefit
1: of them cramping coach so tight. You wind up having like everyone in the world on each flight.
0: Yeah, now I'll get into the flight where it's like you know 200 people and they're all like degenerates it's like a spirit flight <laughs> and like even the pilots are like well this is our first time flying but we're going to give it a shot like i you know and you're right it's like and even like a stockbroker like look if a stockbroker is like a pilot you can you know you got to trust them i mean you don't know them from a bag of rocks but like you got to trust that you know they know what they're doing yeah. If not, you're just gonna live in fear, and you're never gonna make any money in the stock market. And you're just, gonna you, you know, what's like us? crazy because I like, and it reminds me of that like book from Malcolm Gladwell.
1: It's like irrational whatever. I forget the name of the book. You mean um, the tipping point? Or blank? I don't know. One of his books. I I like a lot of I like his books, but okay. uh, it's you you like statistically you have such a higher chance to die in anything related to a car. On being on a sidewalk at night, crossing a street, being in a car, then dying in a plane. Mm-hmm. Yet no one's afraid to get into a car. People get into a car with drunk people all the time and shit. Like, yeah. And they don't even like – and like you have such a higher chance of dying. And so it's just um, – because you know what? So many people die in drunk driving accidents. We don't talk about it anymore. But it's I just- know
0: how cars work. Like I know that the wheels turn and you go forward on ground. Like i knew that part I know. It's like, how does a like this big mass and the thing and it's because it's such a big massive thing. Like a car is a thing. Like you can see it. It fits in your driveway. Planes don't fit in your driveway. You like entrust yourself. Dude, let me tell you, everyone, everyone
1: should be fearful of the internet. Then, because no one using it, like almost no one using it, understands how it works. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. Basically, all your shit is getting jacked right now.
0: So, (laughs) yeah. And and yeah, and even more – and another reason to fear the stock market is because now it's all controlled by the internet. Exactly. You know?
1: Well, you know what? Um, There's like a flash crash because some algorithm goes nuts and the market drops. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully you're the lucky person to catch it at the bottom and buy it on its way up. But it will eventually get back to what it's worth.
0: So there's really no reason to fear the stock market. Unless you're buying penny stocks or you're trying to, quote, unquote, no. get rich quick because that's not yeah, – like, that's so a bad strategy. Yeah, if you're trying strategy.
1: to do tricks and you don't understand what you're doing, p- chances are you're actually not smart enough to be afraid. But that's really when you should be afraid.
0: Okay. it's a, a good way to wrap it up actually. Educate cool. yourself. And you can educate yeah. yourself on ListenMoneyMatters.com.
1: Exactly, and and we detail everything. We put our own money on the line. We show you. Um, it's just just do it. You'll you'll that in twenty years. Uh, we'll we'll
0: accept gifts,
1: and uh, you know we <laughs> send the postcards from your vacations that you're on.
0: Nice. And I'm gonna start using Betterman. I just don't know what. I just don't feel like going through the fucking process of like setting up an account.
1: Dude, it takes like five minutes. I man. know. I just. I mean, I'm like, being, literally I'm, takes like five. I'm minutes. I'm being
0: lazy, and I'm being like, like, I'm procrastinating because I just don't feel like going. I don't want to see my money go into something. I don't want to have to set up another account. I don't know. I'm just being lazy. But all right. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast, as always. Right? And yeah. uh, please, if you if you like the show and you, and you want to hear more, leave us a, uh, a review, an honest review on itunes it can be positive or negative but we hope it'd be positive uh if you have any ideas for topics that you'd like us to cover please find us on facebook it's facebook.com slash listen money matters uh you can email us you want to give out the email address i guess we can give it out
1: yeah so i mean you could you could either email like our our group email it's listen money matters at gmail.com you could email me personally i'm andy feeb f-i-e-b at com.
0: there you go um, uh, well yeah done. and Facebook's a great place because we always we've <laughs> responded to some, to some people there Twitter you might not have enough characters to a, you know ask the detailed question that you want or or give us positive feedback or whatever but uh, all those other channels would be worth it so um, alright I'm out
1: <laughs> also go yeah. and, and check out the, uh, the show notes which will be or are you going to add that in post like the no, I'll, the yeah, the I'll,
0: I'll add some show notes, anything we talked about in this episode, links to certain things, probably a link to Betterment if you want to get started there. Do we know what, your, what like,
1: address this will be? Uh, like, I actually slash. don't
0: know what address this will be, no. Not yet. We, you'll add it into post? Uh, sure, yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> so, so stay
1: stay tuned in the next, like, eight seconds, and Matt will tell you what address to go to for notes and stuff. He will not do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out. He'll, he'll do it, right? Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Andy, later, my friend. Later, Matt. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave us an honest review on iTunes. And for more information, visit listenmoneymatters.com. Peach out, home slice.